This is Zed from Yavin 4, and you're listening to the Escape Pod cast. Portions of this program were recorded in front of a live studio audience. I've been a swaga addict for approximately four years now. Um, what? I'm in the wrong room. Am I in the, am I in the wrong room? Am I in the wrong room? One is a Grand Arena specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. The Galactic Legends kits have finally been revealed. One of them seems to have the upper hand, though. And the other one could very well be a sleeper. The sheer number of Zetas is staggering, though. And don't forget the new type of ability material. (laughs) I have a small conspiracy theory about that. Ooh, now I have to get a tinfoil hat pull. Not necessarily. I'll explain. Uh, But when are these uh, going to come to the game and who exactly is ready? We may have a clue in an announcement that just dropped today. Everybody's been on edge this past week and it's taken its toll. And so in our second segment, we talk to my friend Kirby Karian about his support for the National Alliance on Mental Illness and a fun event that he is streaming this weekend. It is something to do if you are stuck in the home this weekend. And from my experience, the fan bases will overlap just right. In our incoming transmission, we sit back down with our friend Jesse, also known as E-Grace Gamer, to talk about our mental health when it comes to mobile games with premium content. And we're going to give you some tips on where you should draw the line for yourself if you do feel overwhelmed. And then it is Patron's Choice in our fourth segment. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod. The Escape Pod Cast News. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Escape Pod Cast. I'm your host, Neil Andrew Eyre, and as always, I'm joined by my uh, hetero life mate, Paul Anthony. Paul, how you doing, mate? Oh, thank you, Bill and Ted. Which one's Bill? Which one's Ted here? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's not Bill and Ted. That's not Bill oh and my Ted. God. That's Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Jay and Silent <laughs> Bob. I'm Jay. You're Silent Bob. Okay. So I'll start dancing later on. We'll have Snoogans. to put the music on. All right. It puts the lotion <laughs> so... in the basket or else it gets the hose. I've got to take this off. The joke's over. Well, sadly, the joke is not over. Uh, But let's get it. Let's really quick get into the uh, items of business of the show itself right away. Mm -hmm. We are on our push to a thousand. We have broken seven fifty. Three quarters of the way. So we are on the last quarter of the way. We are on our way to one thousand subscribers. And uh, of the things that will happen new this week is that our old friend of the show, Run DMV Jr., will join me 
in the humility of Zeta Bodhi Rook. <laughs> He'll even take them to Relic 4 if we hit a thousand. Ooh, that's gonna be painful. I know. The the torture that people are willing to put themselves through to see us get to a thousand, we are so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. We are oh, yeah. extremely grateful for all of our friends. Get the word out. Make your friends, you know, help help your friends humiliate themselves along with us. <laughs> Not necessarily humiliating yourself. Uh, you will be cutting off your long hair and donating to, to donating it to little. Uh, uh, little Princess Foundation. Little Princess Foundation, yep. Um, Bringer of Chaos will do the same. DPK is giving away. The, I mean, there's there's $50 on the line to get us to $1,000. And nobody, um, you know, there, there's some people that are just sitting on your butts. We're getting our word out as much as possible. We need your help. So get us there. And DPK will give away $50 plus reciprocate your biggest regret of G13 and your biggest regret of your own Zetas. Apropos, for, we'll do a giveaway for our Talking Picard listeners. Sir Boss will get his makeup did and get a glitter beard. Dagger mm-hmm. will take his infamous Will Dagger's Troopers Beat This Troopers to Gear 12. For Strong will Gear 12 his, uh, gear 12 his Jawas. So I did mention Run DMV Gear 13ing Buddy Rook. He even went and said Relic 4 on that. Now, one thing that I do have to talk about. Guys, if you are currently experiencing any sort of social distancing enforcement by your local governments, states, cities, whatnot, uh, please do not forget your restaurants. Please do not forget those people who, if you cannot dine in, people cannot make a living. For the time being, um, go to a restaurant that you prefer uh, or go online. You can order gift cards online. Purchase a uh, gift card to your favorite restaurant and then go there and tip as if you were paying cash. Uh, when you do, because these restaurant workers, I work with a huge crew uh, for, you know, I'm going to say it, I work for Pluckers, Pluckers Wing Bar here in Houston. Um, and we have such a great, talented group that they're relegated to delivering items right now. Um, they're relegated to nothing dine in. It, it's a culture shock to them. and. And it's uh, to the entire industry. I'm not saying if you're in Houston or anything like that, that you have to go to Pluckers. Go where you want. I would love to see you guys at Pluckers. But also, I'm also the trivia host there on Wednesday nights. And without a dine-in crowd, entertainers like me are not uh, not able to make ends meet from that income. So don't forget them as well. When you see them again, maybe give them a tip for what they do. Uh, especially if they're a local, uh, local, um, a local band or a local solo artist that does your, does shows there. Please take care of our service and entertainment people as much as you can. Once you are back on your feet, 
I'm not telling you, I'm not asking you to give your last dollar to somebody. Right, Neil? No, no, no. If it's your last dollar, use it for yourself. You need the food. But when it comes down to it, support your local restaurants, support your local um, local entertainment uh, entertainers. Please take care of them. And wash your darn hands. And if you do have to go out and be close to people, mask up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mask have Mask and some, glove up. <laughs> I have some friends that work. Uh, so, um, Piranelli says uh, Five Guys crew would love to have cash tips in the tip jar. Guys, that, that Five Guys crew, yes, their food is a little expensive. So's Pluckers. <laughs> Our wings are some of the most expensive. They're good. They're worth it. But honestly, Five Guys. They, those, those, any to goes. Hours are being cut, guys. Yeah. Help them out. Help out your restaurants. Let's see a restaurant month, not just a restaurant week, a restaurant month. Yeah. The places without drive throughs really, really are going to get absolutely slammed over the next couple of months. If, if they, if, if, if you're, if you're a franchise without a drive through, because obviously <clears throat> that's what all the governors are saying. The governors are, have restricted all fast food all you know if you've got a drive through you're allowed to keep a drive through open but that's it the restaurant part has to be shut down well so, uh, it's it's kind of funny how how uh how the wing restaurants doing it we're we're now turning our two and uh our two entries into the uh into the parking lot we're, we've turned that into curbside instead of drive through so oh, you right. basically okay. go in, you tell them your name, you go park, we bring it out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that would make more sense because it, it cuts down on the um, the number of people that come within close proximity of each other. If it's one person and they're handing something through the window of a car, yeah, it's not like, you know, uh, people standing in a queue in a fast food restaurant, which would or, or not, be, uh, not be social distancing. Yeah, or sitting at a table right next to each other. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into the news that was this week. We, uh, you know what? I'm going to start. Do I want to start with the small bits or do I want to start with the big bits? Start with whatever you want, mate. I'm just playing off you, buddy. <laughs> um, let, let's start with a really quick uh, public service announcement, if you will. The upcoming Galactic Legends title update will cause players who are currently using iOS 12.0 devices to be unable to log in. So if you're running iOS 12 and you haven't upgraded to iOS 12.1 or you can't, you are going to have a lot of problems. Um, So just a little public service announcement on that. The other item that was in their dev announcements and news that wasn't part of this gigantic um, announcement um, is that they are working from home. Our studio has taken the precaution of moving the team to working from home, but they do not expect that to significantly impact the release schedules. So lots of remote access being used, you know. I mean, as an IT guy myself, I totally uh, I I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Now they are uh, coordinating releases as usual, and um, 
this little bit, I loved it because they did it in our Lego game just today. They they did it in the Lego game uh, that we cover as well. And they gave out a whole bunch of energy to just do what you want with. And it helped me gear up a character in that game. (laughs) I was excited. Um, We got in that game uh, essentially the equivalent, the Swaga equivalent of 300 yellow energy and 400 orange energy. So we got uh, light side, dark side energy and cantina uh full squad cantina be interested so, to see what they give us i mean obviously you know they're, 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 they're gonna give us something fun to help yeah they the said, we know we know many of you have some additional time on your hands and we're looking into doing something fun to help fill your time at home and then they gave a uh um world health organization link to uh to reference yes yes the who <laughs> Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope they give better advice for um, for COVID than they did for swine flu. Because uh, yeah, the, <laughs> they were a nightmare when the swine flu was around. Well, it, it didn't. Get, it wasn't this crazy. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, um, it wasn't this crazy. But they, I mean, uh, I, just to just to just to uh, touch on it very very briefly. Um, there's uh, there's lots of information floating around out there on the internet. Um, try and get it from, um, you know, try and get your information regarding this from a medical professional. Just get it from, you know, just just let it be a medical professional. Don't let it be some bureaucrat or some politician because we know that they make mistakes and they lie. You know, they're either incompetent and or negligent. Just go with somebody who is a medical professional. If they're a medical professional, you should, should be able to... Uh, um, uh, take what they're saying as uh, verboten. All right. So let's get into the Galactic Legends kit reveal. That's, oh, yeah. That, you know, that's honestly what a lot of people were coming here to talk about or hear us talk about. Mm-hmm. So Galactic Legends Ray um, is, of course, being released alongside Supreme Leader kylo ren called it by the way her name is just going to be ray yeah i mean it should be ray palpatine but they're just going with ray spoiler alert man (laughs) no 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 more spoilers it's march the movie came out in december no more spoiler alert (laughs) um so she she doesn't have um, the. This is from the basics. I'm just gonna. I'm only gonna read the basics unless we want to get into you know anything else in her uh, in her uh, design developer insight portion. Um, she's one of the first two. Her character. Her name is simply Ray. Ray can lead almost any light squad, light side squad, but specifically synergizes with allies that inspire. Which she does, um, R.H. Poe does, and R.H. Finn do as well. Finn do. Jolie Finn do. Ah, flashbacks. Anyway, her abilities target light side characters instead of a specific faction, so she can be theory crafted to death. 
Mm-hmm. Her kit is flexible depending on the situation. She can sacrifice her health to provide her allies with a large amount of survivability or dish out damage if an ally is low on health over there. Now, Supreme Leader uh, Kylo can ramp up to become a very powerful uh, foe over the course of the battle, while Ray starts out strong and can use her ultimate early or late in an encounter to great effect. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm guessing that you're gonna see lots of rays with um, the dregs of a light side roster. So let's say you've got you know four light side and they're like eights, nines, and tens, and it doesn't matter what you do with those four characters, they're always going to get hammered. Put Ray as the leader of that in your defense and people will be like oh great you know just just ray in that squad makes it unbeatable which then saves having to put a squad in territory war or galactic uh, uh, or gac um grand arena that's that's the way that you know that's the way i read that when it says flexible depending on the situation um because if an ally is low on health, then she's going to dish out the damage. So if your characters are already starting out with low health, she's just going to smash the opponent into oblivion. You know? So, uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see some video footage <coughs> of, uh, of her, yeah. without a doubt. Hasn't the event the, gone live? Didn't it go live last night? The Galactic Legends? No. Yeah. Galactic Legends hasn't, uh, hasn't dropped yet. Oh, right. No, I just got a notification on my iOS um late last night saying galactic legends event has started or something at least i haven't seen it oh um, well maybe it was maybe it was another event that went on and my phone was just sending was me an annoying notification for it it said the journey guide is live mm-hmm. which that journey guide that's been live for a while if that's what you're talking about now let's take a look at ray's kit <laughs> okay um Ray's kit special, uh, special of or no, her basic. Her basic has a Zeta, and it's um, if she does it on her turn, she deals damage twice, has 50% health steal, increased 50% health steal, ignores 50% of the armor, and health steal is doubled if Ray is under 50% health. So essentially, she gets a double tap. Mm-hmm. If she's um, if she's there and will regain health, um, and it ha- is a Zeta. So I'm, you know, the thing about these kit reveals nowadays is that it says it says final text. I want to know what it is before the Zeta. I would love to know what it is for us plebs who don't have, you know. Don't have the money to go buy light speed bundle Zetas. <laughs> uh, Lifeblood, uh, all, all, all of her abilities cooldown of zero. Um, her first special cooldown is zero, so she can use it right away. Ray loses 25% health, and target light side ally gains bonus protection equal to the amount lost. So it's only protection. She doesn't give health, so anything going underneath can still uh, underneath protection can still go there. 
Um, if Ray's at full health when she uses this, all light side allies gain critical hit immunity for two, for two turns. And then somebody gains lifeblood, which means that damage received is decreased by 30% and damage dealt is increased by 30%. Hmm. So she, um, she, bas she basically fortifies somebody. Uh, target other ally gains lifeblood until they're defeated until or until lifeblood is granted to somebody else, which can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. And she can't be defeated by giving somebody 25% health. But she can't use this ability if she is at or below 25% health at the start of her turn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's saying Ray can't be defeated by this ability. Okay. Well, she can't use it. She can't use it. I guess... I guess damage over time or thermal detonators. But still, at the same time, that wouldn't... Uh, that doesn't make sense. It's, it's, um, it's all going to be dependent on how fast she is. She's going to need to be fast. Yeah. So um, she has to have an ally dropped below 60% health since its last use. Um, she could deal three times massive damage, which means she deals, I believe massive damage is calculated at 99,999. So mm -hmm. she deals three times massive damage to target enemy and then deal physical damage to all enemies. So she does 300,000 and then physical damage to everybody else. Enemies defeated can't be revived. The attack can't be countered or evaded. This just sounds so crazy. Yeah. 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 But you see, I'm already thinking over in my head. What what is there out there that can counter her? Um, and and the the the, the squads that are going to counter her are they're not going to be standard squads. It's going to be a hodgepodge of different characters to counter her abilities. That's what it's going to be. It's going right. to be like a Darth. It's going to be like a Jedi Knight Revan with Thrawn in it and yeah. Nihilus and that you know yeah. <laughs> it's gonna there be are. So there's the basic and the two specials. That's three abilities that are on the screen. Mm -hmm. She has a leader. She has two uniques. But let's get to the ultimate. The ultimate is heir to the Jedi. Must charge to 100% before use. She gains 6% ultimate charge at the start of every character's turn. It doesn't say every light side character. So if you get the fastest characters and bang, 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 bang. So let me do the math here because I, I want to make sure that I am 100% correct. At the start of every character's turn. So it includes her. 17, 17 turns and boom, the ultimate's ready. So if you get turn swapping it, you know, I don't know why you would use it with Thrawn, use her with Thrawn, but using no, turn not use swapping. her with Thrawn, use Thrawn against her. Oh, jeez. Every character's turn, not ally turn. Yeah, every character's turn. So every time your opponent goes and you go, 
It's 6%. Until the end of her next turn, she enters a defensive stance and damage light side. Uh, damage to light side allies received is reduced to one. Mm -hmm. Get hit by one point of damage. While in that stance, she can't act. She has 30% less speed, is immune to all detrimental effects, and cannot be defeated. Upon activating the ability again, she deals true damage to the enemy team split amongst, um, amongst all of them, and all ultimate charge is consumed. Hmm. Oh my, is the first response immediately after that, and I, I concur. Oh my. Yeah. Somebody is going to have to come up. Here's the thing, right? And 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 it it is kind of a big thing. Remember when Malik first came out, and the theory crafters instantly, within 24, 48 hours, discovered that Palpatine was the perfect counter, right? The perfect counter. Palpatine got nerfed, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. My concern is this isn't getting beta tested so they're going to throw this out expect it to be op and expect it to you know probably kylo ren and only ray and kylo ren to be able to defeat each other someone's going to come up with something with really good characters to counter her and they're going to nerf all those characters <laughs> yeah that that is my con my concern isn't somebody theory crafting and finding a way to beat them it's someone finding a way and theory crafting the team to beat her only for then all of the characters in that squad or one or two of them to then get nerfed because that's what they do. When they screw up on a character and someone finds an easy way to beat the new big bad, they just nerf what can beat the new big bad. And that's my primary concern. So, uh, well yeah. So, um, by the way, before I, before I go into the leaders and the uniques, I just want to point out, she is light side, she is attacker, she is leader, and she is resistance. No Jedi tag. I thought in the movie she said that she was all the Jedi. Mm. Yeah, exactly. She, she, she needed other Jedi because she, she wasn't good enough herself. But no, she is all the Jedi. So if she's all the Jedi, shouldn't she have the Jedi tag? Neil's just ignoring me. No, no, I'm not. I'm. I, <laughs> I already responded. I already said she's she's useless on her own and need because she's not a Jedi and she's crap and useless on her own. Apparently, that she needs all of the Jedi to help her out. You know. All right. So once again, I'm mentioning final text Zetas here. Mm -hmm. Light side allies have, uh, this is their leader, um, plus 40 mastery. So their mastery skills, the, the skills that they have, are boosted. Your mm -hmm. Coruscant Underworld Police is going to be boosted by their mastery. Speed. And that they also get plus 30 speed and plus 30% max health. And if an enemy gains bonus turn meter, inspired light side allies, so here's your inspired, your Poe, your Finn, your Her, gain 5% mastery stacking, no limit, until the end of the encounter. 
The first time each light side ally falls below 50% health, they gain damage immunity for one turn. And they recover 50% of health when it expires. It The damage immunity can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. Hmm. Well, I mean, those, you know, the, the Poe and, you know, Poe and Finn were characters that were required. So people are more than likely going to use those two and then... You know the theory crafters will go to work. I, 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 I can't see. I don't see the point. With just looking at her kit, I don't see the point in putting a bunch of Gear Thirteen relic characters with her when she gives so much. I mean, yeah, sure, you could make her invincible by putting her with four others, but you know. Why Why spend, you know, why put four Gear 13 Relict characters on her when she can turn a bunch of trash light side into an awesome squad? And then you've got those other four Gear 13 Relict Resistance characters to use in a Resistance squad. You know what I mean? You can well, I mean, see where just, I'm coming from. Uh, just having that, but leaving those inspired uh, mm -hmm. with that team. Yeah. All right. Unique. There's two of them. Once again, a Zeta. At the start of her turn, Ray becomes inspired. <laughs> if she's already inspired, she instead inspires the healthiest light side ally who isn't. So she's gaining, just, just giving out inspired like candy. And they dispel all debuffs on themselves when they use a basic ability during their turn. And light side allies with inspired or damage immunity can't have their turn meter reduced. So no wavy wave of, of Ray, you know, regular Ray is not going to, um, is not going to beat Yeah, Ray. just think of every character that reduces turn meter. Yeah. Uh, C-3PO, uh, not C-3PO, now, R2, mind you, BBA. Mind you, this is the Zeta. Mm -hmm. We don't know what it's going to be without the Omega. Yeah, we don't, until yeah, good get, point. We don't know until yet. Until you get all of these Zetas on her. It's not going to, it's, it might not even matter. Galactic Legend, which is, which is a unique for both of them here. Uh, this unit takes reduced damage from health percent, uh, percent health damage effects and massive damage effects. They take massive damage from destroy effects and are immune to stun, immune to stun. The unit has 10% max health and protection per relic amplifier level. Oh, so you my God. It, you send it to seven, and then it's there. And it says, and damage they receive is decreased by 30%. Oh, my God. Okay, so your first Zeta goes there. Yeah. That, that's where your first Zeta goes. Your first Zeta goes there. Um, okay, so let, let's count the Zetas here really quick. We got Basic. We got Special 1. We got Special 2. We got Leader. We got Unique. We got Unique 2. Now, people are complaining that this is a six-character, uh, six-Zeta character. You've heard this, yes, Neil? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to go out on a limb. This is my conspiracy theory. This is where you bring out the tinfoil hat, but you're going to be like, okay, maybe this guy has a point. That ultimate's going to have a Zeta in it, too. You may need 10 unique ability materials, but...
but that that you that ultimate is going to take Zetas. I'll be surprised, and this is just the speculation. I'll be surprised if it doesn't take Zetas twice. You have to Zeta it, and then you have to spend a abil unique ability material and Zetas to to purchase that last little bit. Yeah. It'd be, I'll be curious to know how much the uh, uh, how much the ultimate ability materials are going to cost as well, um, well because it, it, there's you know his thing thing is if 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 you're using this character in squad arena, I mean odds are you're not going to get attacked, but if you get attacked and the AI uses your ultimate ability, it's going to burn through your ability materials. Okay, so the these ability materials, they're just gonna they're gonna cost. They're not gonna it says unlocked with purchase 10 unique ability materials. People were reading into it. Oh, we have to buy these. No, you earn them. Shut up. Yeah, I don't think you don't yeah, but it, what's it cost in resources to earn them? What do you have to do to oh, earn them? We we already know that. We already know that because they talked about this in the Galactic Legends event. Um, where they talked about how you're how you're gonna get the character early, and then later versions of the event that you're earning the tickets for will earn you the tick will earn you the ability materials. Uh, yeah, but is there gonna be a limit on these materials? Like they limit the tickets? We'll see. Mm. We'll, well see. I, I'm just would... saying, if somebody comes up with that ultimate theory crafting squad that can beat her. She's gonna get attacked the crap out of until they nerf those characters, which means you know you're gonna need a decent nest egg of these materials if you're getting attacked every five minutes. Sorry, every ten minutes. All right, uh, Landon saying no destroy mechanics will kill Ray means no Nihilus or IPD. Yeah, that's very very true, and people need to know that destroy mechanics like IPD or Nihilus is not going to take care of this Ray. Now, um, here, here's one thing, and, you know, the, the 27 live viewers right now mm. um, kind of get this little insight. If we earn ability materials through these tickets, but once we complete it, we no longer get tickets, like they've mentioned, hoard these damn ability materials with whatever way you have. Unless they limit you to having only 10 ability materials, once you hit 10, keep going. Don't cash it in. Keep going. So you have some in reserve, especially so Neil has some in reserve, so he can put them on clone uh, or, or on uh, Jedi Knight Luke. Mm -hmm. So I really, really think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, all we can do is wait and see. Wait all right. And so, um, let let's. Uh, man, we're 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 starting to run over time here. Yeah, on we this are, one. we are. I mean, we we we're, we've already been going for forty minutes, mate, and we haven't yeah. even touched on Galactic Regular. Uh, yeah, we haven't hit Kylo, but uh, we we really need to get into this. Um, so I'll tell you what, guys. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the kit reveal on Kylo, uh, not the kit reveal on Kylo. I'm gonna read the developer insight on Kylo, but we're gonna save that for the fourth segment. 
uh, doing going down the entire thing. And then we'll go into Patreon's choice because we have some very, very special guests coming up real soon. Um, but the first thing they, they talked to in the Kylo, the basics, they said he's primarily focused on dealing damage and increasing his strength over the course of the encounter, but doesn't care about the squad mates. So I think this is where you're thrown in Thrawn and things like that. His stats grow over time through a new effect called Siphon and can be strong in very strong in longer encounters. So if you have a stall, if you come up with a stall team with Galactic Kylo, that's going to be great. Um, and, and, and here's where they didn't, here's where they put this, uh, an interesting word. Supreme Leader Kylo Ren's Galactic Ascension event, Heir to the Dark Side. So the Galactic Legends have to do a Galactic Ascension event, and they're each going to be named. We didn't get that with the Ray Developer Insight, or I didn't see it at least. And it's going to go through his story kind of like, we're going to get a story with him as well. I think it's great. Um, we'll, we'll get into unique attributes and then talk about uh, talk about the other stuff um, here on the other side of this break. Uh, but when we do, when we when we come back from this break, we're going to be talking to uh, Kirby Carrion, one of my good friends and fellow uh, fellow trivia entertainer. Um, he does a he does a a a fun event that I think some of our people, you know, it, it's in our wheelhouse to enjoy both Star Wars and fake fighting, as some people call it, professional wrestling. How is he helping and how can you stay home and help? We'll tell you coming, after, coming up after this break on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Micaius Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaius will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaius has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans, and more. Contact Micaius today on Discord at all lowercase Micaius number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at MicaiusMods at gmail.com. Micaius Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Ghost Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. 
The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy Offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel any time, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may this apply. This is Hellenics. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. And you're listening to the Escape Pod cast. Part of the Escape Pod Castaways Network. The Escape Pod cast. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Escape Pod cast. We have our first guest. But I don't do the introductions. The master of ceremony does the reductions. So, Paul, do the introduction. I absolutely would love to do this introduction. And this one brings me a lot of joy. Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of South Houston, it's himself. He is a fellow trivia master. He and I have a rivalry that dates back since he started doing trivia down at the location down south. Um, and, uh, right now we do have the upper hand on that rivalry, but we're not, we're not here to talk about that rivalry at all, Kirby. I'm sorry. I even brought it up <laughs> master of created rest uh, CWL. Um, I'll, I'll have you tell me, tell us about that in a second. Um, and he also works, um, I, I'm going to give a little bit of your accolades, my friend. You work with Booker T on reality of wrestling. You, what? you work with Booker T. That is so mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> he um, he is a video master. He and I am beyond honored to call him my friend, ladies and gentlemen. Kirby Karyam, how are you, sir? Doing good. I don't know why I have like butterflies in my stomach. I think it's because I've never really done an interview for a podcast or let alone a video interview. So it's kind of just like. Let the nerves go. Yeah. Just, just, it, just it, let it go, mate. Just, just let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like that first uh, time that you grabbed the mic and did trivia night. You're, and look at you. You're doing awesome. And I, you're, you're even closely rivaling me in attendance, which is is amazing. Thank you, Biscuit Weasel, for the five dollars. We do really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, Neil said Biswees, everybody take a Drink. shot. Um, now I have uh, my shot glass ready. So, you know, <laughs> okay. So Kirby, I wanted to bring you on, especially on this week's, um, this week's show, um, to talk about, um, to, to talk about first off what you are doing this week. Um, on, on this Saturday, you're going to be putting on an event, but first off, let's talk about what the event itself is about. So every year uh, for the CWL, which is my YouTube channel, we do a charity event, which is kind of, you know, just um, a big event that we like to promote. We like to have special guests. We like to just promote it more than our usual regular shows because we want to kind of put a stamp on mental health awareness. I feel that it has become a bigger uh, thing that people have really learned 
to understand a little bit better. But as always, you know, awareness never ends and spread of information never ends. So we want to do our part to make sure that we can do something, making sure that people that have mental health issues or any kind of mental health stuff can feel comfortable talking about those issues and not feel like there's a stigma behind them. Yeah. And that, that's a, that's a big, uh, that, that happens to be a big thing these days is a st- the stigmata against, uh, or the stigma, not the stigmata. That's something totally different. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> of, of mental no. health issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our hands are clean. Um, well, we've washed them. Uh, so watch your hands. Y'all uh, tell me, tell me Kirby, what is, you, you mentioned shows. Okay, so for for our for our our Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes audience, they have no idea what CWL is. So, first off, what's the acronym stand for and what do you mean by shows? So, CWL means Created Wrestlers League. I'm pretty sure if you've ever played a wrestling game, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know how amazing the creative tools are in the wrestling games. So, what I did one day I was just sitting here in my house and I was like, you know, I like creating these characters and I like putting them up against the real wrestlers from the game. But what if we had a universe mode, which is a special mode in the game itself, where we bring in characters from everywhere in the world. And it was just, okay, one user brings me one character and then another user brings me one character. And then another user brings me one character. And to keep it fair, we just have them fight it out without anybody actually controlling the characters. And that's kind of where the idea sprouted. I took a poll on Reddit and I was like, who would be interested in such a channel? And then I had literally tremendous feedback and I was like, whoa, okay, I may have something here. <laughs> and little by little, it started becoming bigger to the point where we have it now. I have, I want to say like 10, 12 people on staff that help me for production and you know, we make segments on the show. We have commentary teams on the show. We have a production guy who makes all my match cards and all my graphics, my intros, all that stuff. And then I kind of just record the shows, put it all together since I'm the editor for the whole thing. And then we put it out there basically as if it were its own actual wrestling company. That, oh, wow. That's <laughs> Impressive. And, and so these Most these impressive. shows that he does, um, he basically runs the universe mode um kind of like the raw and smackdown and then the shows that he puts on for for those who are familiar with the wwe um dynamite for those who are familiar with aew and then the shows that he puts on are the pay-per-views so what what's the what's the platform that this universe mode is on what's the game and the platform that this universe mode is available on It is on all the WWE 2K games starting from like 2014, I want to say. But every year they add little extra things that, you know, oh, now you can actually create the whole universe mode and like modify it. Now you can have created championships. You can have all kinds of things. But uh, if you have the most recent WWE 2K game, you can be in it. Well, actually, aside from 20, because 20 was a little bit of a, let's just say, chaotic. So we stayed with uh, 2019. So right now we run on our Xbox version of 2K19. But even if you're not on Xbox, I do have somebody on staff that recreates people to the detail from PS4 or PC. That way you can still join even if you're not on Xbox. So you're currently using the Sony. Uh, so you're currently using the Microsoft Xbox platform. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So and 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 you have 
Have you ever, you know, have you ever pulled a screw job in Montreal and made sure that a a, a, a match ended a certain way? Or is it 100% up to the computer? 100% up to the computer. That is, as soon as you join our Discord, at the top literally says rule number one, anything that happens, happens. There are no restarts. And what makes that really fun is that we literally don't have any control of the story whatsoever. So it is your responsibility as the user to create a story of how your character would react. So it's basically just a gigantic role-playing platform. And if you think about it, it's basically Dungeons and Dragons, where as soon as the bell rings, that's the dice roll, and you kind of just have to build <laughs> off of there. So what, so, I mean, but the, 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 uh, I'm just trying to get my head around this. Oh, I mean, obviously, uh, established wrestlers obviously have moves, and they have, uh, they're, they're going to have very, very set mechanics. So if you're mm -hmm. creating a wrestling character that's going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with something that's in the wwe for example uh, how do you you know how do you make things up i mean a perfect uh, say i wanted to create a tag team right let's call them snowflake and safe space all right two okay. new marvel characters right let's say i that's wanted to make those two like... new marvel characters into a tag team wrestling team how mm -hmm. would i go about making or determining the mechanics for special moves and stuff like that well we actually do have a wiki as well with all the wrestlers informations on there and as the user it's the responsibility for them to kind of give us a lot of background of the character of kind of where they came from what they've done their accomplishments mm -hmm. and such because you know people actually have these characters that they've cared for for years for example my character or my initial character i should say because i changed since his name was taurus fire and he's literally been in the industry for 16 years because I began playing these video games 16 years ago. In CWL, we created a story where he was going to challenge for the biggest championship for the entire company. But if he lost, he would have had to retire. And because I like to upkeep my own stipulations for my matches after my character lost, I had to retire him. So in my headcanon, Taurus Fire is pretty much just gone. And I had to create a new character from scratch. And then I kind of created his backstory and everything. So... To kind of just expand on that, literally everything that you do for your character is up to you. And just the wiki is how we are able to keep up with everything. It's got your moves. It's got everything that your character's done. And that way we kind of like don't infringe really on other people. But with the moves, it's kind of limited to what you can and can't do. Because, you know, if one person's using that finisher for three years, you can't use that finisher. So you kind of have to like switch it up just a little bit. We've really not run into that issue too much. But when we do, you know, we kind of just bring a heads up like, hey, just so you know, this move is used by this person, et cetera, et cetera. And people are really cool about it most of the time. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit fuzzy when it comes to mm -hmm. WWE and finishing moves, because I stopped watching when Undertaker's run was ended by Lesnar. So I, I Oof, said in that the was there in the arena. Mind, that was the rough. Undertaker's run ended. But, you know, so would mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. It, it was uh, similar. I've uh, I, immediately to, to kind of talk about uh, um, current pro wrestling really quick. Um, I canceled my WWE subscription after they uh, after they followed through with putting the belt on on uh, taking the belt off the fiend and putting it on uh, Goldberg. That they was uh, <laughs> that's a moment. Let's just say that. <laughs> So, you know, and, and, and I think that's the reason that Corona has spread. <laughs> I would believe that. <laughs> anyway, um, 
All roads lead back to Vince McMahon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So, what is um, but before we get into how the benefit is um going to be run, let's hear the big card. What are the big? Give give us three big, uh, two or three big storylines going into this event as you're pulling up your match card. I, I'm about to because I'm like, oh, we have like 14 matches set for the whole event, yeah. and I have to like pull it up because I have to pick three. And I'm like, oof, all right, it's going to be hard. So first and foremost, actually, it's probably the coolest one of them all. And it's like the one that I was super hype about. Um, back in November, this is when I started crafting this idea. I asked one of my friends from Reality of Wrestling if he would be interested in being digitized into the game. And we create him onto the platform and have him have a match. Oh, nice. So, enough, a friend of mine as well. And we didn't even know it. Yeah, so... When when he told me like yeah I'm absolutely down that sounds great how can I do this and I was like whoa I then I actually expect like that positive response like I I expect oh yeah sure you know that's cool but when he was so into it I was like okay now I got to do this right so we took a poll on our Discord and I was like hey guys I have a very awesome story lined up but only one person can take it and then you know we're gonna decide who wants to do it but you can't do any like big stories for titles or anything because it was just gonna be you know a story where you can't be a champion because then that was just going to take away one of our matches for the card and one of the guys who i consider one of our top heels for the entire show he's like oh i'm interested and at that point it was over i was like okay you're gonna do it you're the guy perfect so since november we told him you can't do any big storylines you can do like minor things here and there but you can't get involved in championships it's just you know let let it build and he's like okay sure we kept this a secret from november until last week when we did the reveal and brian keith who is a wrestler and the current reality of wrestling heavyweight champion is going to be on the show wrestling one of the cwl people <laughs> and again that's just that has me super excited when we put it out i was like finally we can talk about this and the guy that took the match he was like losing his mind he's like Oh my God, like this is really happening. I was like, yep. And this is our reward to you for being one of our most dedicated and, you know, biggest characters that we have on the show. Even though sometimes we don't show it, we do like to reward our people for doing what they do because without our users, there is no CWL. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and with, and, with, with, uh, with, <clears throat> with WrestleMania, likely, extremely likely, probably being canceled. Um, and now, now is the time to market it. It's like, so WrestleMania has mm -hmm. been canceled. Doesn't matter. Come watch us. We've got some stuff <laughs> yep. for you. Exactly. And that's why I tell people, like, here you don't have to go out to shows. And the way our schedule is set, we're actually taking a week off after this show because it's like one of our bigger ones and it takes a huge toll on production and everything. After our three big shows that we do, we always like to give the staff one week off and then one week off. And then for our WrestleMania show, which is called Endgame, um, we always let people have two weeks off. That way we can just reset and start the new season right after that. So and and, and uh, um, a shout out quickly to Brian Keith. Um, loved uh, loved working with you in class, brother. <laughs> um, and, and that that strap could not be on a better guy, in my opinion. Agreed. Except for one, but uh, you and I disagree about that. Anyway, <laughs> give, us a, give us the other big match of this uh, of this card coming up. 
one another match that I'm actually really excited for everybody to get to watch is going to be the co-main event of the entire show, and it is for the Vindication Women's Championship. It is a triple threat match between Valencia, who is the current champion, Andrea, who is the leader of a group known as the White Lotus, and Selena Adams, who has kind of deemed herself independent. We have built this story for, I want to say, three months or so, whenever we had our last big pay-per-view. That's kind of when it like really hit into gear. Um, Andrea is, she likes to call herself King Judas because she actually usurped the White Lotus from the former leader named Kel Valen, who is now semi-retired, depending on who you ask. And she managed to defeat Valencia for the Vindication Women's Championship at one of our last pay-per-view events. And they both of them tried to recruit Selena to their own respective groups because Valencia is part of a group called the Fabulous Furious Freaks, which they have a long, hilarious history behind the name and what it all entails. But I'll let you guys figure that out when you check out the channel. Um, so it kind of just ended up evolving into a triple threat because Andrea had clinged to the title because she lost it back to Valencia recently. Valencia is the current champion, obviously. And then Selena has just been taking the fight to both of these women. And it's just been like a huge, chaotic ensemble of stuff happening. And on our latest episode, it just devolved into a huge brawl between all three women. And it kind of just built up to the event. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and for those of, for those people who have not had a chance to watch your prior shows, you're going to be doing recaps during this charity event, correct? Yes, uh, there will be recaps for some of the matches, but the commentators do a really, really good job of zoning in on the story. That way, when the entrances are happening, if you don't know who these people are, you'll get caught up with the story as the entrances happen. Oh, there's, 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 there's the Selena Adams is in chat. Yep, <laughs> she is. Uh, are you like are the, are the are the lady wrestlers like the divas? Are they hot as well as you know badass? Can they kick they're, ass and have they're nice definitely ass? badass. I will say that absolutely. They're definitely okay. badass. It, it's kind of weird. It's really, really. It... I like wrestlers that look good while kicking your ass. You know. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird to call a digital representation hot, Neil. But I'll let you pass on this one. Excuse me. Well, the next thing you're going to be telling me, Jessica Rabbit isn't hot. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Rabbit is the hottest animated cartoon in the world, hands down. And Roger Rabbit is one lucky bunny. Cool world would like to have a word with you. Anyway, beyond that. <laughs> um, so this all of this is going um all this is going to raise money for um for the National Alliance for Mental Health. Mm-hmm. And mental illness. Uh, mental illness, mental illness. Um NAMI, not NAM. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with uh, what uh, what have you done in the past? I know you've done well in the past. Uh, what have you done in the past? What's the goal this year? And what incentives do people have to to rate um, to tune in and donate? So we actually probably went a lot further than we've ever done before. The first year. I really didn't know what kind of turnout we were going to have and kind of, you know, what we were going to achieve. But that's when we were still on Twitch. Because our format changed for the show, we actually ended up moving to YouTube and we lost a bit of followers from that transition. But the first year, we actually somehow, and I don't know how this happened, we got raided by New Legacy Inc., which if you know that name, that's one of the biggest Twitch channels for any kind of wrestling on Twitch at all. And I'm like, as soon as I saw their name pop up, I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? 
I was, we went I was from when that happened. <laughs> yeah, we went from three hundred and eighty-five dollars at the point where they raided us. We shot up to one thousand dollars within an instant, and that was a donation that New Legacy brought in. And then they brought us a lot of new viewers. Our our uh, membership went up like. Our membership numbers were just skyrocketed after that. Unfortunately, we've lost them along the way because, you know, people tend to not want to stick around if they're not winning because of the way our format works. But again, the way the show was structured and everything, we ended up finishing that show at $1,183. So uh, $1,100, $1, basically, almost $1,200. And that was kind of crazy because I was like, I expected maybe like two, $300. And I was like, whoa like well this just came out of nowhere and the video is actually on youtube if you want to see my actual reaction because i was just losing it after that i was like this is a thing that happened thanks so it was just you know kind of cool nice the second ready year the boys. yeah exactly the second year that was right before or right after we moved to youtube so like i said a lot we lost a lot of our user base uh or a lot of our followers and stuff so we ended up raising two hundred dollars that second year which again for me it's not about the amount it's just that we managed to do something we kind of just you know put the word out there because even if we just donate a dollar that's more than enough for me and i'm cool with it um for this year though i really want to try and beat the amount from the first year and like i said we kind of went all out for this year i have teamed up with foam hammer games which i don't know if you guys have heard of them before they produced a card game called book it which is kind of a, um, whatchamacallit, a wrestling promoter card game where you're a wrestling promoter and you try and put on the best shows possible for six weeks. And after those six weeks, whoever has the most reputation as a promoter ends up winning the whole game. Now, then I'm actually going to pull out my phone here real quick so I can show yeah. you guys. I paid the... Uh, I, I was going to say, um, uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I know where you're leading up and then I got something for you. I paid the creator of the game to make me some cards that we can actually promote for the charity show. And we ended up putting our actual characters into the game. And these are four of our most popular uh, wrestlers from the show. And they're going to be fully playable cards in the Book It card game when they do release, which we are taking pre-orders now on our PayPal. And whoever sends me donations, then they're going to get the set sent to them. And it's going to be a limited edition set. After this Sunday, they're not going to be available anymore ever again. And, and uh, um, when you first announced this on your personal page, you were so excited. I was very, uh, I, I, I immediately hopped in and um i bought two sets uh one one for me one for uh one that i told you to give away mm -hmm. on this stream coming yep. up so um if you're if you're even interested in indie card games the book it uh, book it card game is amazingly fun and yeah. you can even get this ultra limited edition and balanced. Those characters are very balanced for your game too. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's not like they're overpowered or they're 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 you know they're your your you know SmackDown crew or wait a minute SmackDown better now who knows these days? Um, it's preference really. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, you know. Getting in on the ground floor of this, you guys got to do it. You guys got to help out. Now, mm -hmm. um, the uh, what? Um, I don't remember if we talked about it. 
what exactly are we benefiting? What what is NAMI? What you know? What are they? What will they do with the money that is donated through uh, through this event? So, from my understanding, what NAMI does is basically help out people with uh, mental illnesses. So, if you ever need a therapist to talk to, they're going to guide you to where you can go. They're going to donate that money towards like um, big, like uh, what are they called? Presentations, like to big presentations to where people can get more knowledge about how mental illnesses affect people what can trigger people to you know to get into their anxious state and just you know help them through everything so they always do everything that they can to bring more awareness to what they basically how they can better help you get through every mental stuff that's going through whatever it is you're going and you feel comfortable doing it while you're with them excellent I mean, I, I wish you all the luck. Um, so, you know, uh, the two places to to get uh, to get access to this uh, is I'm, I'm blanking right now. I know you have your if you look up CWL or uh, CWL Universe on YouTube, mm-hmm. you will find them. Also, you could find them on Twitch.tv slash CWL Universe, just like uh, just like on YouTube. And we're going to be doing the Twitch stream just for this live event because we kind of let go of the Twitch a little bit, um, but we're just doing it for our live event for this one specifically. So people can catch up on the backstory by going to the YouTube channel, but mm-hmm. the live event, because uh, because of your history with uh, Twitch, you are simulcasting YouTube and Twitch. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish, I wish you all the best. Uh, um, before we uh, before we throw to commercial and and get on to uh, get on to mental health gaming practices, um, which I mean it fits right up this alley. So I'm glad that glad that these two were able to intermingle. Um, is, is there anything that uh, that we need to know going into uh, going into your show? Well, I hope that if you guys have some time to just kind of watch the show even just watching the show and spreading the word is more than enough for me and i know times are tough right now with all the you know pandemic stuff going around so even if you don't have anything to donate that's okay just i would like for you to watch the show because obviously you know i want more eyes and everything and if you enjoy it feel free to join we are a family at cwl and that's my biggest you know thing that i take away from everything on the show we have had some people confide in us with a lot of their own personal things because they feel comfortable with us and that's the kind of environment that i want to convey we are a family first and foremost and sometimes just talking to a computer you know talking to a faceless person that'll be there to support you is going to be one of the things that i love most about this channel and i want to help keep it grow uh, keep it help growing and just you know go to different heights so um, if you want to watch the show stop by it's going to be this sunday at 2 p.m on our youtube channel on our twitch channel if you're friends with me on facebook it's going to be live on my facebook as well and we got a lot more surprises such as miss charmel is going to make an appearance just saying oh damn (laughs) so yeah stop on by it'll be fun i promise that's excellent any other questions for uh kirby neil no no nicely wrapped up mate all right, guys, uh, go check him out. Go support Kirby, personal friend of mine. Um, it would mean the world for him to break his own record, um, but uh, not only in uh, donations, but also viewers. We want to see all of you guys out there um, 
it's going to be a amazingly hilarious time. The commentation commentators are great. Uh, Kirby does great in the gorilla position as he does also at, um, at reality wrestling. Um, once again, Kirby, thank you for taking time out of your night to come on the show and, uh, make sure your roommates get the cookie for uh, keeping quiet during the interview. I will. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Really appreciate it. All right, stand by, Kirby. We'll we'll talk to you in the middle of the break, and uh, you and uh, get you going, um, guys. Coming up after this, Jesse. You also know know him as E Grace Gamer. He is studying psychology and mental health, and you guys want to hear what he's got to say about balancing the two with your gaming habits. Right after this, on the Escape Podcast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hey there, Escape Podawans. Everyone's favorite llama here to remind you that the Escape Pod cast is on social media. That's right, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. So give us a like, give us a follow, and stay up to date on all things in-game and in the Escape Pod. Our account links are down in the description or on our Discord server in the show links channel. See you on the net! Heinze from the ANZGC is officially a member of the Escape Pod Castaways. Make sure you go and search for Heinze on YouTube today because he live streams a lot of his GAC content. And not only does he do that, he also does some pretty fun videos from time to time, including a behind the screen and also streaming Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, and from time to time, this idiot might drop by. Head on over and check out Heinze today on YouTube, a part of the Escape Pod Castaways network. The Escape Pod, cast for kids. It's really cool. Hello and welcome back, Escape Padawans, to Storytime with the Llama and the Escape Pod, cast for kids. The day has finally come where we wrap up our Hollow Table Heroes series and we have saved a great one for last, the Ship's Table. This one has a ton packed into it, so let's get right to it. When you hop in, this is broken down into four sub-tables. The first is the Fleet Challenges Table. This one works similarly to the regular Challenges Table, except you use your fleet instead of your squads. There are three challenges that rotate throughout the week, where you can get building materials, enhancement droids, and training materials. The training material event even gives you Zeta mats. This table is also where you'll find the mastery events to get your first three capital ships to five stars if you're a new player. The next table is the Fleet Arena Store. This is where you'll spend your purple Fleet Arena tokens on character and ship shards, purple ability mats, and Zeta mats. There's also a super small table in the back that'll take you to the regular store to get data cards, crystals, and resources. Right up front are the Fleet Battles. These are set up similarly to the Light and Dark Side Battles, where there are multiple levels with both a normal difficulty and a hard difficulty. The normal nodes will earn you a lot of your gear, and the hard nodes will earn you your character and ship shards. Last, but certainly not least, is the Fleet Arena Table. This is set up similarly to the Squad Arena Table, where there are four tabs, matches, ranks, prizes, and redeem. Keep in mind that the prizes for Fleet Arena are not the same as Squad Arena. In Fleet, you'll need to be in the top 50 to earn crystals versus the Arena Squad where you get crystals for any rank. I hope you've enjoyed this in-depth look at the game. I'll be back with a brand new series next week, 
but you'll have to wait until then to find out what it is. Stay tuned. That's all for me. Tune in next week for more story time with the llama and the escape pod cast for kids. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most rates in the industry, Micaiah's will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaiah's has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans and more. Contact Micaiah's today on Discord at all lowercase Micaiah's number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at micaiahsmods at gmail.com. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast now offers our faithful listeners a way to show their support via merchandise. Declare your allegiance to Team Paul or Team Neil with official shirts. Get a story time with the llama button or magnet. Or just represent the show by getting an official logo hoodie. There are now even Team Scotty and Team Heinzy options available too. Become an official Potawan today. Check out the merch at escapepodcastaways.com. Receiving incoming transmission. Receiving incoming transmission. Receiving incoming transmission. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Escape Podcast. In this third segment, in this incoming transmission, we are talking with one of our good friends, E Grace Gamer. I'll be calling him Jesse for the remainder of this interview. Um, I'm going to let him give you uh, his degrees, but he works. Uh, he works in psychology. He works in mental health. He works um, a, a lot. He has a series that he's working on as well. You, you're working essentially um, called. Um, <laughs> called the uh, E-Grace's Jedi Temple. Um, he's, it helps people apply the Star Wars principles of peace, not emotion, knowledge, not ignorance, serenity, not passion, harmony, not chaos, and the force, not death, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, to issues. And he is the person that I go to... Um, when I have nowhere else to go to, he and he always lends a good ear. Here to talk about the ability of, uh, or the the stability of doing of premium games and freemium games, and how to balance it through a healthy mental state. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, E Grace Gamer, how you doing, buddy? Great. Um, really happy to be here on the show. Um, and, you know, I was good, wanted to kind of use things that I've learned uh, both from professional and personal experience to try to help people uh, enjoy the game a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe if we can identify some of the ways that the game's trying to steer us, then we don't have to be steered when we don't want to be. And, uh, and, you know, playing, playing towards our values rather than where the game wants us to play. Um, so. To, to give people a little bit of background on you, you uh, do have a bachelor's in psychology. 
Yes. And uh, I'm one class away from my uh, graduate degree. Uh, and I'm actually already practicing uh, in an internship and professionally uh, on the side. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, the reason we wanted to have you on, and it, and it works very, very well with the fact that we are in the middle of talking about these Galactic Legends characters. Mm -hmm. This very, very end game uh very very end game release hopefully we're getting a little bit of er, a new early game release possibly in the future but mm -hmm. these are extremely end game characters oh yeah relics in order to get them to even have a chance to go at them um oh so, no 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 they did throw us a bone with the ships only having to be five <laughs> stars you know 12 characters relict a one ship at five stars. So they threw us the tiniest of boats. <laughs> Better that's than no boat, I guess. That, that's true, Neil. But but regardless, it still is all characters need to be relict. Mm -hmm. Um now when people see these lofty goals and they want, 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 um these characters as soon as possible <laughs> that can cause a lot of trouble with you know if i see a darn crunch bar inside the uh inside the grocery <laughs> store i want 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 that crunch bar and i'm going to go purchase it now there <laughs> are people that have that same impulse purchasing uh pull when it comes to uh, characters and outfits in games like Street Fighter. Oh, I have to have the the M Bison that looks like Thanos. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. But where, when it comes to gaming, what is what is your recommended safe space? Um. You know, I've played all different ways. I've played completely free to play. Um, I've spent, uh, and and now I'm back to a position where, um, you know, I'm only going to spend here and there. Um, you know, I don't really play any other video games anymore, so it's easy to say I can, you know, fifty bucks a month. That's what I was spending on Xbox at one point. So. Uh, I'm okay doing stuff like that on occasion, uh, but right now I'm I'm okay not spending it all, and and a lot of it has to do with just kind of reframing how we're playing the game. Uh, you know, I've I've come to understand like how we're being steered towards gearing certain things, and and you know what the game tries to do to try to make sure that we're always playing, and and knowing these things allows me to kind of make better decisions. Uh, you know, it's uh, one of the one of the things that, you know, I, I learned the most uh, preparing for this podcast was that, you know, it actually the studies have found um, the um, behaviorist B.F. Skinner found that you actually get a more of a rise in your brain out of coming close to winning and losing than you do from actually winning. Uh, and so, you know, when I thought about that in terms of this game. Like how many times do we hit a button and get something half decent, but it's never the max prize. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure 
several people have gotten a Mark III Carbanti over the four years that they've played from the ally points. The <laughs> uh, was it bronze and bronzonium? Yeah, the bronzonium cards. Yeah, and 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 it, it sure could happen, but you know, most of the time, if you're lucky, the best you'll ever get is one piece of salvage of that. Uh, and and so, you know, they know that when we're hitting these buttons, that when we come close, but we don't get it, even though the next time we do it, the probability is exactly the same. Because we were close, our brains are hardwired to say, no, no, we, if we try it harder, if we try it again, we'll be closer. And so they know that. And so, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm going to do only the amount of refreshes that I need to do to make my energy without spending outside of what I can get from arena. Um, and, and, and doing that has helped me out a lot. Uh, I'm able to enjoy the game a little bit more rather than saying, man, why did I spend the 100 energy refresh? I only got like two pieces of salvage. Well, that's because they know that my brain is wired to keep hitting it when I get to like so many and I'm so close to getting that next piece of gear. Who, um, who was this that, uh, that, that, uh, um, noted this down? Um, well, this was many, many years ago. This was BF Skinner who, uh, did the work with the rats. So BF okay. Skinner uh, postulated the so, theory, did he? Um, what he did was he, he tested rats with, they were conditioned to hit a button and when they hit the button, it would give them food. But what he found was is that over time, if they would hit the button and food wouldn't come out, they would hit the button more often. So the even though they're wired to know that that food comes out whenever they hit it, even when it do doesn't, they'll keep hitting it because the, the response in our brains is stronger to coming close to winning and losing. Uh, so for the rats, that was they want food, right? And for months, they had been getting food every time that they hit that lever. Well, then when he started doing it to like one in 10 or one in 30 makes a piece of food come out, they keep hitting it. And not only do they keep hitting it, they keep hitting it faster and they become preoccupied with it. And so, you know, it's the same concept in the game. You know, when we're trying to farm that next, uh, that next gear 13 piece, you know, we're more likely to spend more refreshes and stay on the game longer and babysit the free energy and things like that. Um, and understanding that, I know that if I spend those extra crystals, now that I'm thinking of this thing, uh, I know that I'm not really going to get much return on investment, no matter what my brain wants me to do, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, and it, I mean, that can, uh, and they've said that it doesn't exist in, in Galaxy of Heroes. But that whole um, that whole EA patent that um, a year ago that Mobile Gamer supposedly uncovered, um, where as you get closer to a goal, the odds go down. You know? Upper Echelon Gamers covered it really, really well. I watched yeah. it. I watched the video from Upper, Upper Echelon Gamers, and basically it was a mechanic put in the game to make those who didn't spend spend. Um, and uh, those who did spend to continue to spend, so it, it would look at what I it would it would take a discount. it would take a person spending. It would add it to an logarithm and figure out how can we best squeeze this person for 
um, mm -hmm. uh, additional in-app purchases based on what they do. And the logarithm would pick up what they did. It would mm -hmm. then integrate it specifically for them. And they would match people with that account mm -hmm. to maximize their profits and maximize their in-app purchases. But it, EA denied that it was being placed in mobile games. And, 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 and Fishing Clash did it for a while. They would pit you up against... Uh, PvP bots that essentially would, at the last second, um, you would lose. Um, and uh, and that that's exactly what I'm talking about. You get close to winning, and then it turns around and you lose on it, and you think that it's close. And then you get the same kind of um, euphoric reaction that you get from winning, but it's actually stronger because you're, you know, we're, we're naturally wired to want to complete things, right? So you have the same effect in the brain as winning, except you didn't win. And so now you're more driven to try harder the next time. Yeah, the RNG <laughs> gods aren't the RNG gods sometimes. It really, really is just an EA algorithm. I don't think this game needs it, honestly, um, because the drop rates on some things, you know, it's, it's there just more trope for them to have though. to put it in the game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's definitely not in the game. I just, I honestly don't think they'd even need it because uh, the drop rates are already enough that it'll it'll trigger our brains like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Sometimes I've had to hit that bloody button seven or eight times just mm -hmm. for one measly piece of gray gear. And it, mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't make me feel euphoric when I finally get it. It makes me no. feel angry that I've had to purchase and waste seven or eight sim tickets for one piece of gray gear something that should have a 50 yeah. percent drop rate and nobody loses the toss of a coin seven times so so it activates those same part of the brains but it's not always a, a positive feeling it's that desire for closure in that case you know it's like i just want this piece to be done and so you'll go that extra distance at the same time uh, it's not always a good feeling uh, euphoric was the wrong word um, just that same area of the brain that gets excited. And so, you know, you can get excited and not be happy, you know. Uh, but it's it, think of it like scratching off uh, like a lotto ticket. And, you know, the lotto ticket gives you two of the three spots you need, but the last one is like not it, right? And, and so that feeling is just, I'm so close. Well, I, I mean, this one was so close, I should buy another lottery ticket. It's the same concept. Uh, instead of buying a lottery ticket, we're clicking for the next pack uh, or the next, uh, you know, refresh. That that's how I used to be when it came to uh, when it when it came to the bounty hunters. Um, <laughs> but we'll get into that later on in our uh, in our Patreon segment. And uh, another thing I wanted to kind of cover too is, uh, you know, especially with relics being so important now, is you know the a concept called selective attention. And so, you know, when we're going in there and we're getting our relics, you know, a lot of people have kind of wisened up to it, but you know, they're just kind of showing us all this gear that we have hundreds of, right. But not all of it is unimportant, but it seems no. that way because we're so focused on going from relic three to relic four, right. We want to hurry up and get that relic four done. Uh, and, and what you notice is, is that when you look at some of these pieces, that they're asking for, um, like um, I think one of them's for the the yellow agility piece, the one that used to be for 
uh, gear, gear 11, I believe. Um, mm, yes. you know, when those, when those run out, well, now you got to wait just like you used to have to, to get those out of the, the, you know, weekly, um, supply bonuses. And so if you spend all those, you're now back where you were at a beginning stage of the game. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, obviously the later ones are going to require big pieces of gear. That's, that's to be expected, but you'll notice with some of these middle tier pieces for relics, you know, it's, you're, we're so focused on getting that next piece. We're not being very careful about what we're spending and they, they know that. And that's, that's, that's to an effect on purpose, uh, is to kind of slow us down, um, to kind of gate our advancement. Because uh, you know, gates, some people advance very quickly, and it's hard for them to keep up. And, and it does, and it also gates advancement getting to the spot where you can start relicking as well. Is it is is what I'm gathering that you're the point that you're making, right? And so, you know, if we're not really paying attention to each piece that we're putting into these relics, you know, we're, we're bound to eventually lose some important gear. Um, and so, you know, a lot of, uh, the bigger alliances and stuff have made like cheat sheets. I highly recommend you use these, um, because if we don't, sometimes we just get so in a hurry to get that next relic that we miss that. And, and games know that, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're focused on the prize, not always necessarily on what it takes to get there. And, and that's almost the genius of relics is that you're not, it, it's way easier to spend things you didn't mean to than it is when you're gearing up the old fashioned way. Now, um, for, for those that have whaled before and they, they've got that, uh, they've got that, that card, you know, and, and, and they're, they're pulling it out to, to go to the next, uh, so they could buy more crystals in your opinion. And yours carries a lot of weight because you got the pieces of paper that prove that you know what you're talking about. Um, in your opinion, what is a safe spend level for someone? And, and, um, and I do before that's, you that's answer a that question. Yeah. I, before yeah, before you answer that, this is not indoor. This is not a truly in uh, true endorsement from Jesse. This is not an endorsement from Neil or I to spend on this game. You know, this, this guy over here hasn't spent a single penny. Nothing. Um, not a dime. Never will and, do. Um, or, or a pence in your case. No, um, not a penny. <laughs> it all comes down to, you know, well, okay, let's, let's, let me preface it this way instead. What if if someone has disposable income, how much of that disposable income would be safe for them to play put into any mobile game? Be it Lego Legacy Heroes mm -hmm. Unboxed, be it uh Swaga, uh, be it Fallout 76 in their Fallout First or for uh Adams in that game, you know, mm -hmm. games that I truly enjoy some of them i pay some of them i don't i like to say that if you think of this game as a hobby um exactly a it? hobby should never hurt to spend on does that make sense like you should never feel bad for spending on a hobby 
So if you play this game free to play and you that's the only way you can or want to play it, then spending feels bad. Don't spend. You know, um, if this is your your main hobby and you're spending, you know, within your means and it does not feel uncomfortable to spend, that's fine. You know, I mean, there some of the players in this game who you can tell have spent a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, if if they're the you know CEO of an organization making millions of dollars a year and they're not pained by spending that kind of money, then that's fine. You know, that they're they're financing our game. Thank you. <laughs> um, but but that's that's the key. You know, it, it shouldn't feel uncomfortable when you're playing the game. If it feels uncomfortable. Um, I use a, a form of therapy called acceptance and commitment therapy. And the whole concept of it is mm -hmm. that things that feel uncomfortable are because it's hurting something that you value. You know, so if you're spending and it's painful, you're like, why did I spend that? I can't believe I spent that. Uh, then then something something is wrong. You know, like what what value did that interact with with you? You know, is it, you know, some sort of financial obligation that you have that you're going to let people down? Is it because you made a promise not to spend money? I mean, it doesn't matter what the reason is. If it feels uncomfortable, then something's wrong. Um, and, and, and really getting to the bottom of why it feels wrong is important too, because that's going to be the ticket to not spending outside of your means and to not spend at a level that it feels uncomfortable. Um, and I'll tell you right now, you know, I'm not perfect. Uh, there, there have been times where I'm like, I can't believe I did that. But, you know, I had to sit down and really think of it. Uh, acceptance and commitment therapy calls it values-based action. So whenever uh, something comes up that is difficult or uncomfortable, you challenge it by comparing it to your set of values uh, and then determining what made you go in a direction away from it so that you know how to move towards it in the future. Um, it's, I don't want to get too wordy on it, but, you know, the, no. the whole premise is that things that are uncomfortable you know, are usually because something important to us is affected. So if we're spending and it's painful, it usually means something very important to us is a threat. Uh, and that's why I say if you are spending and you feel okay doing that, then it's fine. Um, but if it's causing you problems, then it's really important to figure out where and why it's causing problems. I mean, if it's causing you problems because you don't have money and you're not going to be able to pay your rent. Uh, I don't believe, I believe that's an exception to the rule. I don't believe many people play that way. Um, but if that's the case, then, you know, your, your value of having, you know, shelter is at stake. Um, that's kind of an extreme example, but it just is the, the first one I thought of. All right. Neil, before I get into the last, uh, the last question for Jesse here, do you have any, uh, do you have any follow-up questions on that? No, no. Um, uh, very, very succinct. Very, very to the point, mate. All right. So um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about recovering swagaholics. <laughs> um, and and one of the big ones that I want to get into, one of the big questions I want to get into here, Jesse, mm -hmm. is, you know, it, you you did some research for us going into this. What did you find? as far as uh, mobile gaming and the sunken cost fallacy, as it's called? So there's, there's a whole bunch of aspects to that. Uh, you know, that, that term is primarily used into investments of money. Um, but there's so many factors in this game. How many people do we know that, that say that they only play this game 
now for social reasons, right? The community is the only reason they play. Um, that that's a big deal. I mean, uh, we're telling ourselves that if we don't play this game, we'll lose our friends. Uh, first of all, I'd like to point out that that's definitely not true. I I I, I have yet to meet a um, organization or community that will kick you out of the chat centers just because you quit playing the game. Uh, it's only if you move to a different guild alliance that they're going to kick you out because they don't want you. <laughs> um, and so um, I just wanted to kind of go on that quick aside, but it's. Um, I'll apply it to the spending aspect. Uh, sometimes we're driven to spend because we play a certain way for so long and we built up this concept in our minds of who we are in this game and who, what our reputation is to the people around us. Uh, but the problem is, is we're making that, uh, that concept up. You know, it's not something that people really think about us. You know, most people we acknowledge as changing human beings, but we don't always do that for ourselves. And so sometimes you get players who have spent and now they feel driven to continue spending, even though it's painful, because they want to keep that um, concept of themselves that they've made uh, going, keep it accurate. You know, it's like uh, like if you're a top performer in your guild and you want to keep spending so that you keep being a top performer in your guild, but now it hurts. You're kind of you're you're pigeonholing yourself into spending money when really, if you kind of go with that values-based um, approach that I was explaining. And, and I'll give links to you guys after the show that you can kind of tag on. Yeah, and, um, well, and I'll edit the, the uh, description. Well, um, if we let this, uh, the video version stand that I'm doing right now, I'll edit the <laughs> okay. description. Otherwise, sure. I will put it in the description that I post later on. Um for uh for our listeners so they could get that too and i'm in i'm in the jedi temple as, as you uh as you put up i'm sure you're, you know i saw you're, you're, my, select... test, you're my test subject you're helping I am, me I, I'm, your, I'm, I'm your rat can i get a piece i've hit the lever can i get a piece of food i almost got the piece of food can i get the food all right um but um the the last kind of addition to that thought is you know, instead of seeing ourselves as the content of what we've produced, you see ourselves as through a lens of context, like as somebody who's allowed to change, whose motivations are allowed to grow over time. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things in our life that we've done that we don't necessarily want to do the same way anymore. Uh, and you don't have to be driven by that desire to keep performing or keep doing things at the same level. It's okay to change the way you play. Uh, and, and oftentimes you'll find that, that people support that, you know, I mean, how many times have we seen a player that wants to move down a guild that isn't uh, as hardcore as another? That's fine. Most, most of your friends are going to support that. And if they don't, they're probably not really your friends, they're, you know, um, but the, the, like I said, the key, the key to playing this game and having a good time is it, sh it shouldn't be painful. You know, if, if just playing the game is painful, that's a good indicator, uh, especially if you're saying the only reason you play is social, to stay in these forums and stay in these chats. Uh, but don't play the game. It's okay. I know a lot of people who have done that, and I'm, I still talk to them. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I'm going to give you lots of links, uh, and I think it's a good idea to kind of browse them. But, but just remember that, that this game is always trying to steer us in a direction that they want us to go. Um, you don't have to follow that direction. 
uh, you know, it's one of the things I didn't cover, and I know we're running out of time, is that, uh, you know, one of the ways that they kind of drive us to do things that we don't want to do is, is throwing out these achievements. These achievements mean nothing. You know, it's uh, how many people... It, it means I get a pretty picture, Jesse. Come on. Exactly. And so, you know, how many people said, I'm not going to go after the Galactic Legends? I think uh, the surveys that a lot of the content creators made showed something like 50%, maybe less. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. But how many how many people do you see carrying titles all of a sudden? You know, those titles look so attractive, but they really don't mean anything. You know, uh, it's not really labeling who we are as a person. <laughs> I'm not getting all philosophical like, but that's that's kind of a, that's just an example of the way the game will steer us in directions that they want us to go. I brought you on to talk philosophical. It's okay. Um, but you know, one of the, one of the happiest, uh, or at least it appears that way to me, one of the happiest players that I know outside of Neil, who, who just only deals in original trilogy stuff, um, is, is run DMV, um, junior. And I, I all of a sudden see him on, uh, oh, we lost him. Uh, no, I think he just uh, just uh, stopped for a second. I'm sure can you still hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah I can still hear you. Hear you. Um, Technical difficulties. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Run DMV is is a great uh, great friend of mine, and he always goes after the things that he wants. I mean, he he himself um, went out and uh, he's he's going to Zeta in in commiseration with me Bodie Rook mm -hmm. and he's even going to take him to Relic 4 which I haven't even done um, mm -hmm. he does it because he likes it he's playing the game his way and mm -hmm. I see him as as an inspiration to people that want to play their own way he really truly is that perfect inspiration in my opinion and, and that's, that's, that's the, the perfect example of values based yeah. action why are you playing this game you know, what's important to you, that's what's going to keep this game fun long term. You know, how many people got a Zeta Rose Tico? I did in solidarity to Heinze. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as in, if I'm going to tell people that, that, that Rose might work, I got to prove it. So I geared up a tune that I had no intention of doing just out of solidarity because my value was community, friendship, you know, and I thought it was a goofy, fun thing to do. And it was. <laughs> Am I getting use out of her? Surprisingly, yes, but I did not think that I would. Um, that was just a, 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 a lucky side effect. Yeah. So, yeah, it, well, the, the relicking certainly help, helped with the Rose Tico thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, Neil, anything on that, my friend? No, I, I'm I, good, I mate. I need to hog this uh, interview as much. And, and anybody that wants to, they can they can uh, message me on Discord. It's egracegamer uh, number six 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 eight six six six. Oh my god! <laughs> plus, plus eight. <laughs> um, Jesse, I mean you. Th there's so much more that we could cover right now, um, and. I'm sure that if anybody's interested, I wouldn't mind seeing them inside the uh, inside the Jedi Temple. Um, <laughs> it's still there. under construction, but anybody interested uh, is more than welcome to yeah. join.
Well, you Very posted small that right whole uh, selective attention test. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I put that in there because uh, I wanted to uh, give you the link to that uh, to just give an example of how when when the game is telling us or we're trying to focus on something so hard, I don't want to spoil this because this this video is hilarious. You know, we get so pigeonholed on what we're trying to do that we don't see everything around us. And, and uh, if we put this link in there, people can see how you know, when we're so focused on doing something, how crazy things can be right in front of us. Like uh, the example uh, I mentioned was relics, you know, putting very important pieces of gear in there sneakily. Um, and, and you guys will get a kick out of this test, especially if it tricks you. Yeah. So, all right, my friend. Um, anything before uh, um, anything before we uh, let you go and 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 finish up our last uh, segment? No, no. See you on the tables. All right, guys. See you on the holiday tables, out, buddy. Go check out E Grace Gamers, uh, um, his uh, YouTube channel. Talk to him on Discord. Um, I'm honored to call him a friend. I truly am. Likewise, and both you guys. <laughs> And we'll uh, we'll be right back with the with Kylo Ren's kit, our our thoughts, and, and some breaking news, and some breaking news. It's All right, not, and... non, it's Star Wars related, but not game related. So I wanted to leave it until the last segment. Okay, and then we'll also play Patreon's choice mm -hmm. as our Patreons dictate what we talk about coming up here on the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaiah's will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaiah's has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans, and more. Contact Micaiah's today on Discord at all lowercase Micaiah's number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at micaiahsmods at gmail.com. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod, Cast. Does your guild want to tap into their full potential in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah! For as low as $1 a month per guild member, your guild can unleash the power of the game in ways you never thought possible. Ooh. Track your arena movements, guild progression, and much, much more. Ah. Contact Shitty Bill and get one of his shitty bots on your server today. Just look for him on our Discord server and tag or message him for more information. The link for our server is below in the description. Shitty bots, don't let the name fool you. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Go Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. And now time for something completely shameless. This data makes no sense. Uh, let's see. 
Lennox. How is this even possible? Oh, Lennox. Oh, what the? This cannot be correct. Introspective query. Where can the... Wretched organic meat bag be? Uh, I'm in my captain's quarters, noob. Right where you last saw me. I have returned. Lennox. Were you able to acquire the supplies I sent you out for? Yes. For the most part. But I've encountered a minor... Error. Difficult problem. Lennox. However... Seriously? All I wanted was some chips and a case of beer, noob. You couldn't even get that done? Ugh. All right, let's see what you got. Oh no, this is going to be... Embarrassing. Let's see here. Ooh, a bag of Malalizas, honey mustard, and space onion pretzel pieces. Nice, I'll take those. A can of 5W30 full synthetic motor oil. Hey, I didn't ask for motor oil. What's this? A magazine? Let's see, the latest issue of what now? Popular Robotics? This issue? A full schematic of that droid from Metropolis is this month's centerfold? Wait. Oh. Oh my. Um, uh, noob, I don't even want to know what you plan on doing with those last two items. I can logically explain both of those items. Oh, No need, noob. You're a young but growing droid, and it's, uh... Perfectly natural, I guess, for you to experiment. You know, this must be why everyone keeps going on and on about periodic memory wipes on their droids. I wonder if Anakin or Luke ever had this issue with R2. Anyway, I, I'm getting off track again. Alright, so, for me, no beer, but yes on some snacks. And for you, uh, a couple of personal items. Don't deactivate me, Linux. I'm not gonna deactivate you for failing to bring me beer, noob. I'm not that vindictive. Instead, I am resourceful. I'll just use this new Space Grub app that I installed on my trusty old Note 8, and we'll have some brews delivered right here to our ship while we're still docked in Coronet Starport. In the meantime, you can go to your quarters and do whatever it was you were planning on doing with that motor oil and that magazine. I wasn't planning on doing anything! Droid, droid, droid. Relax. I don't judge. You do you, bruh. As for me, I have to finish analyzing your self-diagnostic report so I could get back to listening to The Escape Pod Cast with our hosts, Paul Anthony and Neil Andrewier. Take it away, boys. I got reports to analyze and newbie has to, you know, do something private. Embarrassing, Outrageous. unfair, and uncalled for. What a jerk. Hellenix is a hack. He can't even swagger. Who the space hell does Hellenix think he is? That's why nobody likes him. He's a power-hungry dictator who attacks people for no reason. He thinks he's so cool. What? With all his swaga celebrity friends. He'll see. This won't end well for the salty Spartan. His time is coming soon. Trademark. <laughs> Why do I keep feeling like that droid is going to be the end of me? The Escape Pod. Cast. The Bridge. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to The Escape Pod. Cast. It's our fourth and final segment where we do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we have a lot of stuff that we have to uh, that we have to cover still. That we got we a lot have... of loose ends to tie. Yeah, we got a few loose ends to tie up, and then we're going to uh, um, then we're going to finish up here. Uh, but 
let, let, let's start with the uh, with the loose end. Um, we already had the uh, we already talked about Ray. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to talk about the Kylo kit. Once again, six Zetas, um, six Zetas plus the ultimate. His basic uh, inflicts buff immunity on the enemy and deals physical damage to them twice. And if they're stunned, third uh, third time an advantage for two turns. And if he did it on his own turn, he gains ten siphon until the end of the uh, uh, end of the encounter, which uh, the unit will gain one percent of a stat per stack, and the largest and the target will lose the amount gained. So it really can he it pulls away. Is siphon dispellable though? I haven't looked at that. I haven't looked to see if you can. You know, I'm 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 putting money on it that Siphon is going to be like it, it's going to be like the it's not going to be. I don't think it'll be dispellable. It's going to be like um, the the mechanic that uh, Darth Revan puts out that isn't um, that isn't dis- It's it's going to be it's going to be one of those one of those ones that can't be dispelled, can't be copied. Uh, yeah. So as soon as you see it, it's like, you know, you're you're on borrowed time unless you, you know, the RNG gods really, really smile on you. <laughs> so his spe- his first special dispels all buffs on all enemies, has a cooldown of three, um, and he stuns the target for two turns, which can't be copied, dispelled, or resisted. It can be prevented, and remember that Ray is immune to stun with the, with all of her specials or um we think um then deal physical damage to the target enemy and gain 20 siphon until the end of the encounter so 10 siphon 10% of a stat you then get 20% of a stat uh, by the way on a critical hit kylo gains 40 siphon instead yeah to me the fact that on a basic and then doing a stasis strike 50% i'm having a feeling that kylo may kylo on two turns if it's a critical hit because the attack can also also cannot be evaded can end up being the better of the two a lot of people are saying oh ray because of the damage immunity 50% Neil, two yeah. attacks. Yeah, no, Ray Ray's gonna be good because you can put her in the leader shot with a bunch of light side trash. Kylo is gonna be good because he's that he's just he, he's gonna be he's gonna be one of these characters that I mean I, I'll be interested to see if he can do things like if he can solo Darth Revan squads. It, it, he just seems like one of those powerhouses that's just gonna like just keep building it up and up and up and up. I mean, we'll we'll get to the rest of his things, to, to the rest of his um, mechanics. But yeah, I, I just see him as a an offensive powerhouse that's just going to do, you know, huge amounts of damage to whoever he's up against. Exactly. Now his second uh, his second special, Furious Onslaught, deal physical damage to all enemies. Kylo siphons mastery from the target enemy 
and doubled if they're stunned, which can't be resisted, then dispel all debuffs on all dark side enemies and give them advantage. Tie, uh, first order Allies. TIE Filer pilot. Uh, <laughs> I'm, looks really, really good right there. And then also think about uh, Hux and Sith Trooper with the advantage. Now, Siphon Mastery, gain a percentage of mastery equal to the unit Siphon until the end of the encounter, and then the target loses that much mastery. And it's stacking. Yeah, there's it's just, uh, just too, it's too much. It's just, it's getting ridiculous now. You, you know, three page essays on what a character. Yeah, it's just getting too much now. Trying to keep all of this in mind and work it out exactly what is going to happen and when it's going to happen, on who it's going to happen for using which. Uh, special or which it's ooh yeah um i mean I, i'm, I'm my, my brain is already fried and you've only got to the second special you haven't even got to the leader or the uniques yet siphon's yeah, I... already melting my brain <laughs> so um i'm gonna go to the leader then i'm gonna go to the ultimate just like i did with ray and then we'll go back to the uniques the leader all of the dark side allies that you have have plus 40 mastery and plus 50% critical damage. Whenever a dark side ally loses advantage without scoring a critical hit, for example, somebody has foresight, they gain advantage for one turn at the end of the turn, so they get it back if they miss it. Um, whenever a dark side ally gains advantage, if they didn't already have it, a tank will taunt for two more turns. An attacker will gain critical damage up for two turns. And support and healers will gain 20% turn meter. Uh, yeah, those are nice buffs. Now, well, um, we'll get to why that in a support uh, and healer role may be bad. Ultimate, Depths of Rage. They have to have 60% ultimate charge to at least activate it. Um, and you'll gain aggressive stance. Um, ultimate charge, he gains 2% towards the 100% ultimate charge whenever a dark side ally deals physical or special damage to an enemy, increased to 5% on a critical hit. So, dark side ally, Greedo. Kylo Ren, Mast. Well, AoE, basically, but if you, you put a bunch of AoEs in there, you put you put Supreme Kylo Ren in with a bunch of AoEs, and they all get their AoEs off. Oh my god! Exactly, ultimate is going to be ready so fast. Yes, aggressive stance. Uh, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren dispels all debuffs on himself, deals physical damage to all enemies, which can't be evaded. While in the stance, he's immune to damage and detrimental effects, can't be defeated, Siphon is doubled, and his abilities have no cooldowns. So he's basically indestructible. And if you do it when it's at 100% ultimate charge, aggressive stance lasts for three turns. 85% you get two turns, and 60% you get one turn. Oh my god. Kylo Ren seems to be the way to go, in my opinion. I know a lot of, a lot of content creators are telling you, oh, raise the best, raise the best. Okay, you put Kylo, you put Kylo with somebody that has 
some serious survivability and counters every single attack, his ultimate is going to get charged very, very quickly. Like, very, very quickly. And then, obviously, once that's in, he's indestructible and he can just mollywop the entire squad. So I'm thinking, you, you, Kylo Ren is going to be Kylo Ren is going to be um, the the whereas Ray is going to be what you use to turn trash light side into a good squad. Kylo Ren is going to be put only maybe one or two people with him, so that you can get that ultimate, uh, you know, get his ultimate charged super quick, and then he's going to, you know not only guarantee you an undersized victory, but he's going to guarantee you an undersized victory against a meta team. Well, okay, here's the thing. Unique one. Press the advantage. He's immune to stagger. There's not many people that stagger, but still. He he cannot gain taunt effects, so you can't force a taunt on him. Now, my question. Is Deathmark a taunt effect? Um, or are they only saying can't gain? Why didn't they just put can't gain taunt instead of taunt effects? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and enemies defeated during his turn cannot be revived. So Night Sister Killer right there. Yeah. Dur- uh, whenever a dark side ally loses turn meter, they gain 10% of their current max health and max protection. Whenever a dark side ally gains bonus turn meter, they lose 10% of their current max health and max protection. That's a bunch of dark side teams with the turn meter removal out of the question now. Oh my god. Now, so I wonder if if Utini would work. (laughs) You're going to have to lose your own turn meter to boost your team. Galactic Legend. Once again, the unit takes reduced damage from percent massive damage effects, plus 10% health from max protection for Relic, and the damage they received is decreased by 30. So, once again, that Galactic Legend, that's the first thing that you want to go after. That is the first thing that you want to go after with your Zetas, is that Galactic Legend, especially if you Relic 7 this character right away. I just... I, I look at I look at this I look at Supreme Leader Kylo Red I look at his ultimate and I think of it, it I think of it in terms of uh, we've got the GG Nukem team right um, and when you when he is like relict and he's got the metal monstrosity his AOE will kill everybody you you just need to you know kill a couple of the droids on the team um, I, I look at that. And I'm curious, I really, really am going to be curious to know what a Relic 7 Supreme Kylo Ren does damage because he hits all enemies. So if if the ultimate charge, um, uh, the physical damage dealt by this ultimate charge to all enemies kills all enemies, you only need to be thinking about getting 60%. 85 and 100%, you don't need it. <laughs> you only need to get to sixty percent. I think fighting a uh, fighting payray, you'll have to, or or as uh, somebody else said the other day, um, the Galactic Legend Ray is Raywall instead of Paywall. Um, 
And then, of course, we have Palo Ren. I really think Supreme Leader Palo is going to be the way to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, somebody will get it, you know. Who, 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 um, who's going to do it first? Mobile, um, Arnold, um, 50, let, 50. Let them... my money, my money is on Arnold first. I, I, honestly, he's the one who said Kylo is going to suck. So if you're, if you're going to watch a, if you're going to watch somebody that unlocks this character, go with somebody who was unobjective in the beginning and didn't say a character sucks and then go and grab it. You know, go to the people like Heinze. Go to the people, once once Zylo Takedown gets this guy, it's going to be amazing. But yeah, still. yeah, we'll, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely have to have Zylo on. Um, uh, we'll definitely have to have Zylo on in his, uh, either in his run-up to getting Kylo or in getting Kylo. Um, if... Um, uh, if we can get him, uh, if we can get him on either just before or just after he gets Kylo, yeah, um, we can get some first reactions to um, to Supreme Leader Kylo Ren for sure. Let, let's go. Let's check in with our guys from the Gambit podcast because I think one of them was going for Ray and one of them was going for Kylo. We'll yes. check in on them and mm -hmm. see how they're doing. Um, I'd like to get one of each person that gets it on. Yeah, to... be nice. It would be nice to get. About. It'd be nice to get somebody on that's got Kylo and somebody on that's got Ray. I mean, it'd All be right. nice to get somebody on that gets them both, so that we can get some kind of, you know, even even keel as to uh, uh, what their first thoughts are on the two new characters that they've just got hold of. But then right. it kind of depends on which one they max out first, because th there's no way that even a Kraken. Um, going for both of these characters is going to have 12 Zetas hoarded. So they're either going to go some on one, some on the other, or all on one or none of the other. I mean, six of one and half a dozen of the other, literally, because in order <laughs> right. to max out both and these characters simultaneously, remember, 12 Zetas. Remember, Neil, I think that there's a, a Zeta and a Zeta component in the ultimate. So I honestly think it's eight. Hmm. <laughs> I we think it's, see. it's either seven or eight that they're going to need for the ultimate ability. Anyway, okay. you said you had breaking news. Yes. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's news that I picked up on earlier earlier today. For those of you who are you know Star Wars fans, <laughs> um, the news who would be a dropped... Star Wars fan listening to a, a to the Escape Pod. Cast. The news dropped earlier on today that the Mandalorian for season two has you have cast my attention. somebody to play a live action Ahsoka Tano. A live action. Now, they have cast Rosaria Dawson, who I love. I think she's an awesome actress. And the stuff that I've. I mean, I was kind of really, really keeping my fingers crossed and hoping that they would uh, uh, cast uh, Zoe Saldana because she's got the, you know, the, the fighting and she's got the sword play 
um, experience. I don't know how much fighting experience within movie roles Rosaria Dawson has got, but um, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited to uh, uh, to to see um, a live action Ahsoka Tano in um, in the Mandalorian next season. I can't wait to see that episode. I hope that it. it I hope she cameos over a couple of episodes at least. Uh, I'd really, really like to see that, but uh, yeah, uh, very, very. I was so excited when I heard that. I didn't. I wanted to leave it to the last segment, but I've been itching to, uh, you know, you know, chomping on the bit to uh, to mention that definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Um, looking at uh... slash.com or slash film.com. I'm well, not no, no, sure no, I'm who the publisher of the news I... was. I don't know. I'm who looking got at the her IMDb. I'm looking at her IMDb to see ah, right. what uh, um, she was in Luke Cage. Yeah, no, that that's uh, her, her in Luke Cage and um, her in Luke Cage and Daredevil. Her in the Marvel TV shows are oh, brilliant, and she was she was such an important character in um, in the Defenders as well because uh, I love the Defender. I love you know I, I have been a you know I have been a Daredevil fan for ages. Um, I mean, forget forget the movie. The movie destroyed the franchise. Forget the movie. But the TV show, oh my God, the Daredevil TV show was incredible. The final fight scene in Daredevil, um, it, it, it was a Mexican. It, I mean, I've never seen a Mexican standoff in a fight scene before. and But they did it. You know, the, the director did an incredible job. She was brilliant in 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 the defenders and she was brilliant in daredevil she was brilliant in luke cage and yeah i mean obviously she was awesome in clerks too as well <laughs> and yeah. death proof um yeah I, I i did like becky by the way um here's she played gail in sin city she can fight <laughs> okay so i think she's gonna be fine I think she's going to be fine now. Ashley Eckstein, yeah, that would have been that would have been great to have her uh, have her play her her the same character she lent her voice to. Hmm. But remember, uh, Rosario's the appropriate age. Ashley, technically, I don't think is. So I think that's where it's gonna that's where it's gonna play yeah. into. And also note this. Remember where the when the um remember the the timeline of the Mandalorian. It's five years after Return of the Jedi. So we are now pushing. When was Rebels? Well, Re Rebels ended at the uh, Rebels ended. Um, after the uh, after the Battle of Endor, and this is one of the reasons why I think that they're bringing Ahsoka Tano. I think that they're bringing Ahsoka in as kind of like the teaser to you know she's she's going to discuss maybe talk about her you know her looking for Ezra. You know th th there is going to be some element to what she did regarding rebels which is going to lead into the new tv animated tv series that they're doing um that's not going to be called rebels but is based around ezra and thrawn um so yeah that just just her coming in oof, just a, 
I'm, I'm <laughs> drooling. You know, I'm. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait for Mandalorian season two. October cannot come fast enough. You know. <sighs> yeah, that's absolutely true. All right. So you concocted this great idea. Mm-hmm. And I have to give you 100% credit on it. We wanted to find a way to to reward our Patreons a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be able to, um, to say, hey, um, let's, have, um, let's have our Patreons dictate our fourth segment. So this is Patreon's choice. We kind of, we kind of thought about dealer's choice, but we're going we're gonna to give it to our Patreons. Um, what topics did our Patreons want us to discuss this week? Well, I mean, a couple of people put, put a couple of things in the Patreon chat, but um, um, we're going to go for something uh, uh, nice and fluffy um, on our first outing regarding uh, uh, pay, um, Patreon's choice. And that was by Run DMV, who wanted to hear us talk about our favorite factions, not because of kits or because of gameplay, but because of lore, backstory, stuff like that. Um, yeah, and he wants to know what of... our top three factions in Star Wars are and the lore and why they impacted us. Okay, so um, so we're giving them three. And this is the third time I think we've mentioned Run DMV. <sighs> he, he's a superstar, man. He's a superstar. All right, so... Um... I'll give one, you give one, we'll go back and forth here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go it, and it really really wasn't a oh, what how to put this? It wasn't because of their unique synergy in this game. It was entirely because of Star Wars Rebels. But the Phoenix Squadron was was the the one that I geeked out when I saw it come to the game. It's the one that I ended up, um, you know, they, they were my first taste of, of, of paying for characters because I enjoyed them. Um, I bought each and every single one when they came out um, in there to, to get them to four stars. And I farmed them along the way. So they were, they were my first, uh, they were my first love. Mm-hmm. As far as factions go, what do you got for yours? Uh, for yours, Neil. Well, I mean, my first one, um, my first one would be the scoundrels, um, because scoundrels played such a huge part in the uh, in the extended universe, in the books, in the nineties, and in the noughties. You know, you you had Booster Terek, you had um, uh, Talon Card. Uh, Mara Jade Skywalker, you know, she was part of a, a group of scoundrels slash bounty hunters slash pirates. Um, and, and they were always of vital importance within the um, uh, w- within the storytelling and within the narrative of certain books and certain stories in the uh, in the extended universe. They always played some sort of pivotal role um despite being scoundrels you know that that they weren't you know on a side as of such but um uh you know 
when when the all the results were said and done you know they they still came out on the side of good they never came out on the side of bad so scoundrels is definitely um one of my um three favorite factions not based on reasons for the game so um i mean are you going to lump the mandalorian into that all factions i know you, you know, really- all, you know any any if it's a scoundrel there or there and that's the reason why I like the scoundrels because of the uh, because of the uh, because of the, the stories and because of the narratives and uh, it, it's so much easier to put scoundrels into a storytelling you know when it's when it's resistance or first order or rebels or empire you know it's very black and white you know um, it's very very uh, you know uh, very very black and white unless um, unless you're that guy in Rogue One what was what's that what's that rebel's name the extremist. Saw Guerrero. Saw Guerrero, yeah. So it's 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 very uh, you know it's very black and white, unless you're Saw Guerrero. <laughs> Lots of grey area where Saw Guerrero is concerned. So um, you were close. You know, the scoundrels. I wasn't too much of a fan of, um, but I've always been a fan, and I've been a supporter of the Mandalorian Merc Squad. Um, they're, they're a cosplay community that does Mandalorians. So I'm going to slightly go off of your scoundrels and I'm going to say my number two would be the Mandalorians. Django was, um, was the character that I ultimately, um, first wailed for. Um, and I'm very glad I did (laughs) at the same time. Um, but any Mandalorian when it comes down to it. And if they put out the Mandalorian itself, it's going to be really hard not to break out Visa, MasterCard, or Discover. <laughs> but I'll do my best. You know, I'll, I'll heed what we talked about with uh, Jesse just uh, last segment. Now, that, that, is my, that is my number two is Mandalorian. So okay. Boba, Django, possibly the Mandalorian, possibly Jetpack guy if he ever comes out cuz he needs to get myself one of those. Hmm. Um uh and in turn, I'll expand it to be the bounty hunters because you needed good bounty hunters to go along with the Mandalorians of Boba and Django. Over to you for your number 2. Uh well, um the the uh next one would be the crew because technically it's a faction not because of the ships because we know ships could definitely be better but um the um uh, the the rogue squadron book see the rogue squadron series in the ex- and i know i'm going all extended universe here but when you read the extended universe and you find out the backstories of all of these various different pilots and how good they were and what they did in their ships what battles they were involved in um you know how they evolved i mean wedge became you know a general and basically ended up you know um running running his own fleet for goodness sake but he was always prepared to you know jump back into his x-wing um and lead a squadron if that was what was necessary i mean what you know once he made general he was never you know he was no longer the leader of rogue squadron and the the leader of rogue squadron passed from person to person (laughs) usually usually someone who was a jedi but yeah um so the uh, the crew faction the crew 
um, and the crews of the various different ships, May, and uh, probably mainly rebel, mainly rebel, you know, light side, we're talking light side pilots, A-wings, B-wings, X-wings, um, uh, Jedi or non-Jedi, but uh, yeah, no, that, that that's a faction, and the reason why I like them is because of the, the stories told in the... Uh, um, in the X-Wing series uh, books from the extended universe. As long as I never see a Tycho Selchu, I'll be all right. <laughs> Hated Tycho. <laughs> all right. So, you know, the last one, and you're going to be surprised that I actually pulled it out. The last one has not come to our game yet, but it darn well needs to. <laughs> yeah, I know where it's. Does it begin with a P by any chance? It, it starts, it's the Weequay Pirates. We mm -hmm. definitely need the Weequay Pirates. I even got my Hondo out of the box. He is, by the way, we talked about this. He is a bobblehead. Not all Funkos are bobbleheads, though. Um, it, I, I need to see the Weequay Pirates. I played them, uh, you know, I, pl I played with them in imperial assault they are a great great um sub faction to play in a in one of the uh 1v1 matchups on on those uh on those maps uh they're also great in the campaign if you use them right so weekway pirates and i'm only limiting it to the weekway you know there are other pirates that sucked hmm. bring us the weekway and give them their darn leader. He's saying no, but I'm sure he would agree with me. <laughs> there you go. No worries. All right. Okay, my last one's a bit surprising. Um, and the exact, uh, and, and it's a faction that I'm picking for the exact same reason as the other two factions, because of the stories. I love the stories. And um, the, uh, the other faction I uh, um, like the most is Empire. Um, because what happens to the Empire faction in the extended universe is so far off the reservation. I mean, it's it's it doesn't you know it doesn't bear thinking about. I mean, right off the bat, during the early uh, during the mid nineties, early uh, early in the mid nineties, um, Kevin J. Anderson came out with the Jedi Academy trilogy. And in that, the big bad was because it was so close to, you know, it was very, very close to Return of the Jedi. Luke's just setting up a, you know, a new Jedi Praxium and a new Jedi Academy. But there are still Empire people floating out there. And there's this chick, this redheaded chick called Admiral Dala. And she basically mm. takes it takes it upon herself to try and, you know, rise up from the ashes and bring the Empire back, but remove of the bad elements so removing the xenophobia removing the racism removing all you know certain evil elements from the empire in order to get people to join you know she was getting you know aliens from all various different planets and all different races to join with her um to go against the new republic and to go against the jedi because she wasn't you know xenophobic and bigoted and racist and it was it was it was uh, she was trying to be to, to, trying to turn what she had from the empire into a meritocracy as opposed to well you're 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 human so you could you know and you're evil you're in it was if you're not good at your job 
you're not in. So, um, uh, and, and you saw that happening with Admiral Palon, who was uh, Thrawn's number two, and you saw it with lots and lots and lots of other um, Empire faction characters in the extended universe, where it's like, well, they liked the law and order side of the Empire, but they didn't like any of the evil, so it was like, well, we're just going to take the good aspects of the Empire and and forget about you know the um you know forget about the uh, you know the evil side of it a bit a bit like the uh, a bit like the democrats during the first half of the uh, the 20th century desperately desperately trying to ignore all of the dixiecrats that were in the party that were a bunch of complete and utter you know well a-holes while well, they this... were seeing this they saw the light but unfortunately you know so yeah that's what that's why the empire was so good in the extended universe because they were so desperate to cling on to power it's like well we need to cast off all of our evil shackles and just concentrate on the good in order to survive um and you know that was one of the things that kind of you know made characters like admiral palon um respected in the new republic because he wasn't an evil you know an evil piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> we we did get palon in the new thrawn book so that's uh, that's fun, but also once again, Neil, no politics on the escape pod. <laughs> that wasn't politics. That was history. That was a history lesson. I uh, all right, we'll move along. We'll move along. Um, was there anything else that we wanted to uh, that we wanted to uh, cover from uh, Patreon's choice? No, no, come. That was that. That was uh, that was it. We'll just do one thing. Because obviously, you know, we've been going on for. Let me just check. Well, in, remember, we Two also have to include, We we do also have to include the uh, technical difficulties we had after the second segment. That was only about five minutes, mate. Okay. All <laughs> right. Well, for those of you watching live, I am going to recommend. Um, if you are not a Patreon and don't hang out with us in the after show. I would recommend you guys go check out Shattered Order. They're going to be starting here in approximately 13 minutes. Um, they're a great podcast. Um, I definitely, definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, Punk and Wink are are extremely knowledgeable. They'll have more information on the Galactic Legends. Um, if you are a Patreon, we do hope to see you in the after show. Um, and it's it's an absolute absolute honor that you guys uh, do support us um if you are uh, if if you're not already following us on twitch we're doing a lot of new fun stuff on twitch and we are also only three followers away from becoming an affiliate over there so um you know i'd love to i'd love to be able to uh exclaim that we are affiliates on twitch next week that would be fun to do um other than that, uh, thank you guys for all the support. Let's get us to 1,000. Um, Neil, any any parting words? Hit the subscribe. Hit the like. And write something funny, interesting, amusing, entertaining, or constructively critical in the comments below. Or we don't and even learn. If, and, and even if you'd put something that's not constructive, we'll probably still read it. Probably flip off the phone laugh at you that you took time out of your day to tell us how much we suck yeah, at least you watched our head. <laughs> and mm. at least you watched our video <laughs> mm. 
the so, average the average listener of uh, Howard Stern hated him more than they liked him. Do you think he cared? NWA sold more records to the religious right that then took those records and destroyed them. Do you think they cared? No, because they were still buying the records. <laughs> so if you watch us and hate us, you still watch us. We're in your head. We're living rent-free in your head. <laughs> and with that being said we'll see you guys in the after show we love you extremely extremely much um with that being said be nice to each other damn it scotty's on the mend guys that's some good news and uh with that being said wash your hands don't hurt scotty we'll see you next week neil push the button you got it mate ta-ta for now folks What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Close down the circuits! Evacuate the system! Self-destruct mechanism has been activated! Abandon ship! Where is it? Where is it? It's gonna be here! Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. 6? What happened to 7? Just kidding. 3, 2, 1. Have a nice day. Thank you. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog.